0: My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Monday, October 26th. What a day of football. I mean, I completely give up on trying to figure out the Steelers wide receivers, the 49ers running backs, but otherwise it was pretty cool. (laughs) I mean, it was actually a good day of football. Put fantasy aside, put betting aside, put DFS, all that aside. That was pretty freaking fun, especially the way it ended. So we got to unpack what we saw here In week seven, for fantasy football purposes, of course, before I do that, let me tell you about that sponsor of ours, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Have you heard me say that before? Well, then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there's no salary caps. You don't have to play against sharks. And that means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. Monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, esports, and football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else? Monkeyknifefight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, you'll have your first deposit match instantly up to $50. Had to negotiate hard to get that $50 for you. But go ahead and do it. Hey, with a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. site for full terms and restrictions. All right, so let's dive into the action here. There's a lot to unpack, including, of course, some injuries. So let's talk about it, and uh, we will start things off with. <laughs> the Falcons, stop me if you've heard this one before, blowing a lead, and (laughs) the craziest turn of events, right? Todd Gurley tries to not score and scores, which for fantasy purposes, sure, that's not the worst case scenario. If you played Todd Gurley, I don't think you mind the fact that he goes up over 20 PPR points, but uh, they, the craziest thing, like they actually had to see if the ball crossed the plane and they didn't want the ball to have crossed the plane. Cause you knew, as soon as that happened that, uh, you know, Detroit was going to go down, they were going to score. And that was exactly what happened. But Hey, on that side, Todd Gurley, a top five fantasy running back as of now before tonight's contest, not the most efficient day, 23 for 63. But the thing about it is this is, you know, he's very similar in my mind, to Devonta Freeman towards the end of his career, or well, towards the end of his time, I should say, with the Falcons, in that there's red zone opportunities. Todd Gurley had eight red zone carries. He had three goal line carries. So those are valuable touches. And even if he doesn't have the most efficient uh, per carry numbers or anything like that, he's still going to have, you know, decent uh, opportunities to put fantasy points on the board like he did here. Uh, a lot of Julio Jones yet again eight for ninety seven doesn't get in the end zone Ridley does but not really worried there they both were top twenty fantasy plays Matt Ryan not the best day honestly didn't put up um, you know didn't put up big touchdown numbers I was hoping for more against that defense but you know when Gurley scores two touchdowns. That's kind of what's going to happen here for Matt Ryan. On the other side, this wasn't the offensive explosion in this game that we had expected. You know, everybody seemingly has been able to put up big numbers against Atlanta. And for what it's worth, Stafford did did throw for 340 and a touchdown. But you, you know, again, we're hoping for more. 114 on six catches, seven targets for Kenny Galladay. And sort of, I guess this is about as Marvin Jones a sighting as we're going to get. Five for 80. number 36. I mean, that's kind of where we ranked him heading into this season. I will say, though, that the DeAndre Swift thing, that was not a one-week fluke. This is now, it's a full-blown committee that is trending towards DeAndre Swift. He still looks like the superior player between him and Peterson, and it really doesn't look close if you watch the games. He, he ends up with uh, 13 touches, Peterson with 12, but um, gets the rushing touchdown Another goal line carry for him that he scored on. Peterson got a goal line carry that he did not score on. Oh, by the way, TJ Hawkinson, he is trending up, baby. He is trending up. Got in the the end zone here with the game winner. Solid day for him. Five for 59 and a touchdown. Let's move on to one of the the most entertaining games on the slate. I don't don't know. Was it the most entertaining? Because there were so many. Cincinnati, Cleveland. Cleveland comes back, of course... They get the win, but they lose Odell Beckham Jr. He is out for uh, the season with a torn ACL. Happened early in the game. How often does that happen, right? When an offensive player is trying to make a play, you know, after an interception, try and tackle, you know, the returner. That's what we saw there with with OBJ. It's unfortunate, but you know, in injury, there's opportunity. So we're going to see more Rashard Higgins at six for 110, we're also going to see more of the rookie Donovan Peoples-Jones, who was the hero in this game late in the game. Three for 56 and a score for him that coming on an end zone target as well. Big body guy, super athletic, super athletic there. Baker throws for five TDs here. He's the number six fantasy quarterback before Monday Night Football. And by the way, Dernis Johnson, I think you can drop uh, only the one carry for him Uh, Meanwhile, Kareem Hunt, uh, 21 touches, and it looks like there is a light at the end of the tunnel with Nick Chubb potentially coming back here soon. So on the other side, Joe Burrow. (laughs) Man, oh man, this guy just throws the football, doesn't he? 406-3, 355 air yards for Joe Burrow. Uh, Rushes for 34 and a touchdown as well, the number four fantasy quarterback heading into tonight. Uh, Giovanni Bernard wasn't the best on the ground, but Basically what he does is score at least 19 PPR points when Joe Mixon is out. He scored 20.6 in this one. So if you started Gio, good on you cuz he got in the end zone as a receiver. This game was a ton of Tyler Boyd and actually a ton of AJ Green even though um you know the numbers maybe weren't as big. 7 for 82 for AJ Green. 7 for 82 is not that bad though. You know, he gets out scored by T Higgins for fantasy purposes cuz Higgins got in the end zone but I actually was encouraged by AJ green here T Higgins only had five targets AJ had 13. Tyler Boyd had 13 11 for 101 and a pretty touch how about that laser laser that we saw to uh Tyler Boyd that was freaking awesome man Zzz, freaking laser oh by the way I forgot to mention uh, Harrison Bryant Pretty good game for the rookie on the other side of this one. Two touchdowns for him with no Austin Hooper. He's technically the number one tight end for the week, just like we drew it up. But I'll be keeping an eye on David Njoku. If this guy gets traded, Harrison Bryant could be kind of a sneaky player in deeper leagues going forward. Moving on to the Steelers, holding off the Titans. It looked like the Steelers were going to mop the floor with the Titans, but the Titans are a good football team. They just don't have a kicker. They're one kicker away from being a really good football team. Let's talk about the Steelers. Um, Really surprised that Chase Claypool plays 51 snaps and only sees ah target. Ah one for negative two yards. He caught it but negative two yards. Yikes. This was all Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster. 15 targets for Deontay. 14 for Juju. Deontay nine for 80 but the two scores. uh, Juju nine for 85. No scores but still a solid day for him uh, Deontay Johnson rolled his ankle at the end, but it didn't look like a, um, it doesn't look like this is going to be a serious injury, so we'll keep an eye on that, but tough to, uh, you know, you just think, Claypool's rolling, we're good to go, in the bag, and yeah, that wasn't the case, so wait and see, because I don't know if one game gives us an indication of anything, although what I can say is, so far in 2020, Ben Roethlisberger has shown he freaking loves Deontay Johnson, so there is that uh there was also uh James Conner had a a touchdown called back uh receiving touchdowns so you could add a bigger day out of him I wouldn't be too worried about Ben uh by the way um you know he uh he he didn't need to throw because they did get out to a lead and then they kind of let him back in but he's I mean 268 and two it's not great fantasy numbers but honestly I'm not really too worried about him uh better days will be ahead Moving over to the other side of this matchup. Predictably not the most efficient day for Derrick Henry. Uh, Gets in the end zone at least, so he salvages a decent enough fantasy day. Negative three receiving yards for him on the two catches, but 20 for 75. It's a tough run defense, so I'm not worried there. Lot of A.J. Brown. Brown was a stud here. Six for 153 and a score. We also saw a lot of Corey Davis. Corey Davis actually out-targets A.J. Brown here. Ten targets for Davis. Just six for 35, so not a big fantasy day. He does get in the end zone, so he's top 30 right now. But the target volume was the encouraging thing, and that really kind of took the tight ends out of this game. So we saw four targets for John, who caught one for nine. We saw two targets for Ferkser, caught him caught them both for seven. So maybe having Davis out there is going to uh, put a damper on things for John, who a little bit. Tannehill comes back to earth here, but, you know, this is, uh the numbers don't really look that different. It's just the passing. If he doesn't throw a whole bunch of passing scores, then yeah, he's going to come back to earth and be more of a front-end quarterback too. Not worried about him either. Panthers and New Orleans Saints. This one was a fun game, and the Panthers did what I hoped they were going to do. I hope they made a contest of it. That is, in fact, what they did here. So, we saw... DJ Moore, the explosive ability that he has uh, on full display, 93 and two scores for him. But yet again, Robbie Anderson out targets him. So even though the fantasy numbers make this look like not close, not close. I mean, technically speaking, Robbie Anderson got outscored by Curtis Samuel because he had a rushing touchdown, but it's a it's a lot closer than the fantasy numbers make it seem. So Anderson six for seventy-four but eight targets for him five for DJ Moore. Mike Davis seven for 12. <laughs> not good. that New Orleans defense is pretty good against the run. he gets you five catches for 24 but just not a not a good day. I don't know if if Christian McCaffrey will be back next week though so we may still have another week of Davis here but obviously over the last two weeks he has definitely he's become more of the Davis I thought he was going to be. You know, whatever. Too little, too late by JR here. Anyway, on the other side, no Michael Thomas, maybe no Michael Thomas next week. So, Marquez Callaway, hey, the opportunity knocks, brother. Eight catches on 10 targets for 75 yards. Not a huge fantasy day, but eight catches on 10 targets. The dude had 10 targets in this game. Camaro was just fine, heavy volume. 22 touches. He has 14 for 83 on the ground, eight for 65 as a receiver. He doesn't even have to score a touchdown. He's still a top five fantasy uh, running back. And actually, Breeze got in the end zone, you know, rushing touchdowns. So that helped his numbers out here. Not a monster day and through the air, 287 and two. But getting that uh, that rushing score helped you out if you had to roll with Drew Brees. Moving on to Buffalo and the Jets. If you like field goals, this was the game for you. And I do think we should talk right off the gate uh, about Josh Allen. I know people are concerned, but I, I wouldn't be. In fact, I think this is a really good buy low window. He threw for three hundred and seventy yards. He just didn't throw any passing scores. Okay, big deal. Those will come. You know, those will definitely come. So great, you know, great opportunity to swoop in, get him on the cheap. He does have 11 for 61 as a a runner. And, you know, initially when I saw it, because I didn't watch the game closely, I was doing the red zone thing like we all do on Sundays, and I'm like, man, he's probably scrambling a lot. No, actually they were design runs. So every one of them. He he had 43 dropbacks. He had 43 passing attempts. So they were design runs, uh, not, not scrambles. So that's actually a good thing. In a game like this where you would think, okay, well, maybe he's scrambling around. Nope, 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 nope. So no concerns over him. I think it's a great buy-low window on Josh Allen. Uh, if you can get him on the cheap, now's the time to do it. In terms of the backfield, eight carries for Singletary, seven for Moss. Rutt-Row, two catches for Singletary, three for Moss. Rutt-Row, Moss looked like the better player. 40 snaps for Singletary, 35 for Moss, so it's pretty close all around. Full blown committee right there. Cole Beasley had 11 for 112. Isn't that a that's a Cole Beasley line? 11 catches, 112 yards. So, yeah, right around that 10 per mark. Um, Diggs had 11 targets, 6 for 48. Not the best fantasy day for Diggs, but I'm encouraged by the volume. It was a little bit of a weird game, uh, which these divisional games certainly can always be a little bit weird. So, I'm not going to hold it against the Buffalo Bills here. Uh, the Jets on the other side get excited. Well, maybe you're excited for Denzel Mims. Didn't have a big fantasy day, but got on the field and saw seven targets, four for 42. Yeah, but he really he was more visible than Brashad Perryman was. Two for 27 for Perryman. Uh, we are keeping an eye on Lamichael Pirine, and guess what? He outtouched Frank Gore, uh, 13 to 11. Gore was the better you know, more efficient back on the ground, but Pirine did get in the end zone on a nifty touchdown, and he ended up being a top 20 option, so you best believe we will be talking about LaMichael Pirine tomorrow. Uh, Sam Darnold had 12 completions for 120 yards. Sorry, Jets fans, I feel for you. Uh, Let's move on. Oh, man, here's another one. I, I think maybe the worst team yesterday, and there were a couple. There were a couple who were on this list, but the worst team was the Dallas Cowboys. They got absolutely destroyed by Washington, and that's not a knock on Washington. They were downright terrible. Andy Dalton suffers a concussion in this one. We'll see if he misses time, but I mean, he was it was awful before then. It was awful. It was awful. The only, the only bright spot might be Amari Cooper, and it's not that bright. It's just that he had seven for 80, <laughs> and, and we're excited about that. CeeDee Lamb, five targets nothing he only scores 0.1 points because he had a he had a carry <laughs> Michael Gallup two car, two targets nada Dalton Schultz four targets two catches for 22. Zeke is currently the number 35 running back now I don't think it's this bad I sure as heck hope it's not this bad but man if it is dead wrong on my part and to to, to really cap this crap sandwich I don't think Mike McCarthy, I don't even know if he makes it through the season. I mean, this is bad. They were terrible, terrible yesterday. And Washington wasn't that bad on the other side. Shout out to Washington. Kyle Allen, you know, doing all right. He's not, he's not a stud by any means, but he's showing that he deserves to have the job for now. Two t- two passing scores, of course, has a nice connection with Terry McLaurin. That's all I really care about selfishly. Seven for ninety and a touch. He should have had another. Uh, Logan Thomas had four for sixty and a really pretty touchdown reception. And I think the big takeaway, remember last week I kept saying, don't get too carried away with JD McKissick. It's still Gibson. It's still Gibson. It's still Oh, it's Gibson. <laughs> oh, baby. 20 for 128 and a touch on the ground. Top 10 PPR week right now. He may get bumped from the top 10. Uh, we'll see, you know, depending on how the running backs do tonight. But um, either way, very encouraged by that. Very encouraged indeed. Very encouraged by Devontae Adams. Do I need to be? Uh, Devontae Adams would have had the biggest day. He had the biggest day going into Sunday. Of course, Tyler Lockett changed that. But Devontae Adams opened left and right, 16 targets for the stud wideout, 13 for a buck, 96 and two just pretty all day long. 44 and a half, 44.6 to be precise. PPR points for Devontae Adams. And it was the day of the backup, man. Jamal Williams, I kept saying, hey, he'd be a top 20, if not top 15, if Aaron Jones goes down. Nope, he's a top 10. 77 yards on the ground and a touchdown. A.J. Dillon gets only five carries for 11 yards. And then where Jamal Williams really added was the true three-down ability. 23 touches, so he adds four catches for 37. Awesome. Aaron Rodgers, awesome. Four more passing scores for A-A-Ron. Uh, just all around encouraging. Now, Marquez Valdez-Scantling doesn't put up. Well, he put he, he had a carry for nine yards. It was like the day that wide receivers did that. No catches, but he did have four targets, so there was that. Uh, Bobby Tanyan comes back to earth uh, in this one as well. Weird tight end day definitely a weird tight end day. Frustrating, uh frustrating for sure. Especially frustrating on the other side if you roll with Darren Fells. I mean, he played 53 snaps. He had a total of 0 targets. So, you know, sometimes that just happens. Deshaun Watson playing still pretty good football, so I'm not concerned about him and David Johnson ends up getting in the end zone as a receiver. Only 84 scrimmage yards for him, but doesn't matter, you know, if you're going to score touchdowns, you're going to be a fantasy factor. The wideout situation is going to be interesting. So, it's widely discussed. There's no secret that there are going to be players potentially traded from Houston. And one of those players could be Will Fuller. He gets in the end zone in this one, but not a big day. Uh, 35 yards and the touchdown on three catches. Could be Brandon Cook, seven for 60 for Brandon Cook. So, a lot of volume for him recently. So, we'll see what they end up doing. I would love to see, you know, hey, if Wolf Fuller got put into a, another situation that was, you know, as advantageous, I'd love to see it. But if not, I kind of don't mind them just staying here. You know, I really don't mind it. Anyway, uh, moving along to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Vegas Raiders, let's talk about Mr. Leonard Fournette. Uh, Fournette out there. Now, he didn't score the two touchdowns that I had said. Oh, watch Leonard Fournette has two touchdowns. But I'll tell you what he did do. He outplayed Ronald Jones. He has 40 snaps, Ronald Jones 31. Fournette 11 for 50 on the ground. Jones 12 for 26, but a touchdown. But here's the key Fournette six on seven for 47 as a receiver. Uh, Ronald Jones only one catch for two yards. So Fournette, the better fantasy option. Changing of the guard, perhaps, could be happening. Uh, let's talk about the wideouts, because Tom Brady had his way. He looked really good in this one. Throws four passing scores. One to Gronk. So Gronk's just fine. This this is what we'd hoped Gronk was going to be. He's He's it right now. But how about Chris Godwin getting back? Nine for 88 and a touch. Scotty Miller looking good, but unfortunately, I think that you know as AB gets more integrated here, Scotty's going to not necessarily be a thing. Tyler Johnson shown he could be a red zone factor yet again, and then there's Mike Evans. Mike Evans played 62 snaps. He played three more than Chris Godwin. He had two catches for 37 yards. I I, I mean, I joke about his floor being ridiculously low all the time, but this is ridiculously low, and it's frustrating. Is very frustrating. There, nothing you can do. By the way, if you have Mike Evans, you're like Jeff. Should I trade him? No. Why would you? You know, his value is is trending down right now. So you're not going to get what you should get out of him, unless you get a sweet deal. I mean, I never say no to a sweet deal, but um, just don't don't think uh, that you're going to get what you should. Anyway, uh, another big game for Nelson Aguilar. Should we start being? Should we start taking Nelson Aguilar for real? Five for 107 and a touch for the former Eagle. Big game. Big game. Um, really nothing out, out of the receivers beyond him because it was, you know, it was Darren Waller yet again. Six for 50 and a touchdown. Josh Jacobs had a tough matchup here, so don't worry too much about it. Th- this Tampa defense is the real deal. Only 10 for 17 for Jacobs, but better days are certainly ahead. Better matchups certainly ahead. The Kansas City Chiefs, if I was to tell you before. Uh, before this weekend, I say, hey, Kansas City's going to win 43-16. to You'd be like, okay, well, Patrick Mahomes has to have had a huge day, right? 201 passing score. He's a number 22 fantasy quarterback right now. <laughs> Did not have a big day. The passing score goes to Ty Freak, and Ty Freak has a good enough day. Six for 55, but the touchdown gives you that good enough day. Uh, Travis Kelsey, three for 31. <laughs> come on, Travis, you can get that extra yard, bro, three for 31, um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire gets in the end zone as a runner, and I'll talk about Lev Bell in a minute, but really, this was Kansas City defensive score, Kansas City special team score, weird game, weather, is what it is, is what it is, let's talk about Mr. Le'Veon Bell, so here's the snaps, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 27 snaps, uh, and by the way, they only played 51 offensive snaps, so there you go. 27 for Clyde edwards Levion Le'Veon Bell, 17. Interesting. 10 for DeAndre Washington, uh, 1 for Daryl Williams. But I'll tell you, Le'Veon Bell had two longer runs, two uh, 16-yard runs, where he looked like Le'Veon Bell. And I haven't seen that since Pittsburgh. You did. He did not look like Le'Veon Bell with the Jets, and I think a big part of it was, you know, maybe you know he he wasn't able to generate any any uh, space before contact. It w- you know, his offensive line didn't generate it for him, so he wasn't able to do some of the things he does. But watch the runs. You get the 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 sort of hezzy move out of him where he hesitates and then puts a foot in the ground and goes. That's vintage Le'Veon Bell. Now, it wasn't anything for fantasy, and I don't really care about that right now. I care about how did he look, and I actually thought he looked decent. I I mean, full-blown committee, get ready for it. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is the number 20 fantasy running back. I think we're going to have to get used to him being more in this range on the regular basis than him being knocking on top 10 territory every week. That's where we are. Uh, But a solid debut for Lev Bell. Solid debut. Uh, moving on to the Denver side of this matchup, and yeah, not not a lot to get excited about here. Philip Lindsay, I thought, you know, I thought he looked really good yet again, and of course gets a concussion, so we'll see what happens there. But nine for seventy-nine for him, he looked really good. Seventeen for sixty-eight and a touchdown for Melvin Gordon, solid enough day for him. Not much out of the passing game, though. And, you know, there are elements to Drew Locke that I like. There are elements that I do not like. And really, a lot of that has to do with the decision making. And we saw that in this contest. And it really put a damper on Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick is clearly, you know, he's the guy who. Uh, Locke is looking to, I mean, technically he equaled Judy in in targets, but I'll keep saying this, I don't think Jerry Judy is is ownable in season long, and I think that perception may help you in Dynasty where you might be able to get him on the cheap uh, there in Dynasty leagues. But that's where we are. Um, Albert O, another big game for him. You can't like that if you have Noah Fant. Albert O goes seven for 60 on seven targets. Seven targets for Noah Fant, but just three for 38. So I can't like that too much. But um, anyway, San Francisco and the Patriots. If I had to vote for the other team other than Dallas, who looked the worst, it was the Patriots. Oh boy. Cam Newton was benched in this contest, but uh, he's still the starter. So we're not going to have Jared Stidham. Cam Newton ended up scoring negative fantasy points in a lot of leagues. So there's that. Yikes. Just absolute yikes for Cam Newton. Um, I think this is a really, and it's not just that, okay, this game was bad. I think this is like completely spiraling now. I'm not going to go as far as dropping Cam in my, well, I have him in a two quarterback league, so I'm not going to drop him there. But if you're in a one quarterback league, I wouldn't talk you out of it. If there was a better streamer, like say there was a situation like last week, and now of course it looks smart because we have the results, but Carson Wentz was a streamer recommendation. Like if you were in a situation where you had a guy like that in a pretty good matchup, and you had Cam Newton, and you say, should I drop Cam for? I would probably say yes. Now we didn't do rankings yet, but I'm you know (laughs) Julian Edelman by the way, droppable. Nikhil Harry's been droppable. Damir Bird. I don't know. I don't think there's the number one receiver was Jacoby Myers this week. It's a bad situation that seems to just be getting worse. Before it's worth, I thought Damian Harris looked okay. (laughs) But he didn't have the volume. Ten for fifty-eight for Damian Harris. It's still the three headed monster in that backfield, too. So it's just a mess. It's a mess. And New England look bad and they look bad on the other side against the run their linebackers just can't seem to move, they look like they're stuck in mud, and Jeff Wilson ran all over them. 17 for 112 and three scores, and of course, on the third one, he suffers a high ankle sprain, so Jeff Wilson's going to miss time, this could be a month long or maybe even more, so that further complicates things, because Raheem Mostert's not coming back anytime soon, we don't know when Tevin Coleman's coming back, does he come back this week or not, Jamichael Hasty 9 for 57, Jarek McKinnon, 3 for negative 1. Thanks, Jarek McKinnon. Thank you for really making my mentions pleasant yesterday on Twitter. Of course, after the fact, we we see from the San Francisco beat that Jarek McKinnon was not used on purpose. So thanks, Kyle Shanahan. Could have told us that one. Would have made our day a lot easier. Man. So going forward, we're gonna have to talk about Hasty. I, I'm frustrated with this backfield for sure, and it's one of those where you almost don't—you're not gonna know. You know, I wish I could say, "Hey, I know what I'm doing," but there's a reason why last week on this podcast I kept bringing up Jeff Wilson because it's like, yeah, McKinnon looks like he's the most likely, but Jeff Wilson's probably gonna come back. Just saying, just saying. So it's risky, but we'll talk about Hasty tomorrow. Brandon Ayuk, nice game for him, man. Six for 115. Debo has a solid day. Not a good fantasy day, but a solid day from a football standpoint, but did get hurt. He has a hammy. Uh, So we'll keep an eye on Debo Samuel. Uh, Coming down the home stretch, two more games to go. Let's talk Jacksonville and the Chargers. Let's talk the Chargers first. Justin Herbert is the real deal. How pretty it is is that ball he throws, man, that thing, dropping dimes, 347-3 and three for Herbert, but where I like, you know, this is the area that we're in for quarterbacks, 15 years ago, a player like Justin Herbert would be a statue, the dude would be running a 5 5 right, Tom Brady, <laughs> that's what he'd be, nope, not today, they're all athletic AF, everybody pretty much, and if you're not, you're not going to, You're you're just not going to make it now, Nine for 66 and a touchdown as a runner. Such a good runner. Surprising. But, um, you know, plenty of Keenan Allen, even though he doesn't get one of the touchdowns. And by the way, we had it happen yet again. We got Gesickied in this one. Hunter Henry plays 62 snaps. Donald Parham plays 18. Virgil Green plays 20. The touchdowns go to freaking Virgil Green and Donald Parham. We got Gesickied here with Hunter Henry. Three for twenty-three for Henry. Seven, seven targets for him though. Um, the other touchdown, of course, going to Jalen Guyton because that's what he does: is score long touchdowns. Anyway, the backfield, just like we thought, <laughs> and he, he, things could change immediately. So it was Justin Jackson. Five carries, five catches. So he gets 10 touches in this one. Josh McKelly has 17 touches. So basically, flip flop from last week. Neither one of them was particularly effective for fantasy purposes, but both of them put up RB2 numbers. So, you know, whatever. Uh, I don't think we're going to have a beat on this one. And I think this could change by the week, to be honest with you. On the other side, I know a lot of people are frustrated with DJ Chark. Don't drop DJ Chark. And I'll tell you exactly why. He had seven targets. Yes, he had one for 26, but he had seven targets. Keelan Cole had two. LaVisca Chenault had three. Chris Conley had two. Colin Johnson had one. Like Nobody else was seeing targets other than James Robinson, who was a freaking stud in this game, but nobody else. So don't drop DJ Chark, okay? Just don't don't do that. That'd be reactionary. James Robinson was a stud, though. Uh, 22 for 119 and a score... That score coming on a goal line carry, he has six targets, he he catches uh, four for eighteen and a touchdown. I mean, this dude's a stud. This dude's a freaking stud. And Devine Asigbo is back, and that's like not a thing. That's not a thing at all. So if you if you picked up James Robinson in the beginning of the year. Talk about one of the best pickups of the year, right there. All right. Talk about one of the most exciting games of the year. This this slate was sick, man. Seattle. And and that's the game I'm talking about. The other game, the, the, the Jags held, hung in there. That was an exciting game. But this, this Seattle-Arizona game, so glad they moved that to the Sunday night. Good Lord. So much fun. So much fun. Arizona comes back to win the darn game. They played to win the game. But Seattle, well... Man, Russ just keeps throwing it. He's cooking. Now, granted, threw some interceptions here. A few. A few. But uh he goes for, you know, the three passing scores, 388, 451 air yards in this one. Runs as well for 84. Just a big day. Uh Chris Carson is banged up. Foot sprain. I don't know how severe this is. This is Chris Carson, right? He always gets like nicked up through the course of the season. We will talk about Carlos Hyde in relief duty, 15 for 68, and a touch for Carlos Hyde. Had three catches for eight yards as well. They did use a little DJ Dallas. They did use a little Travis Homer after Carson went out, but uh, bury the lead here because this was, to I said Tyler Lockett was going to bounce back, right? I wrote that in my article. I said it on the podcast. I didn't mean like this. <laughs> if I would have known this, I would have been playing him in every freaking DFS contest. I could, but I didn't. There you go. 15 for 200 and three touchdowns. The dude scored over 50 PPR points. That doesn't happen very often. That was an excellent performance by Tyler Lockett. Truly dominant. DK Metcalf disappeared. Well, although he did show on that tackle. How about the speed from DK Metcalf? He looked like Usain Bolt out there. Two for 23. Yay. Um, better days will be ahead. It just seems like this is the MO for this team. Uh, Not much out of the tight ends. They spread it around too much to the tight ends. Will Disley played forty nine snaps. Greg Olson fifty two. Hollister was out there for twenty three, and they just spread the ball around. So that's unfortunate because I'd love Greg Olson to be a thing or any of them to be a thing. I just don't think it's going to happen on a consistent enough basis uh, there. Anyway, let's round it out with Arizona. Kyler Murray is the number one fantasy quarterback. He's having one of those years, man. Three sixty and three. Uh 67 on the ground in a touchdown. He's just putting up monster numbers. At running back, Kenny Drake is banged up. And I don't have any information as of right now, but if you've been hanging on to Chase Edmonds, I think you may be able to scratch off that lottery ticket uh here. Jonathan Ward is on the squad. We would see maybe we'll see them moving, you know, Benjamin up to Uh, but for now, it's Chase Edmonds. He has a good game in this one regardless of the Drake injury because he had seven catches for 87 yards, Um, five for 58 on the ground too. He just looks like the better player, right? Like, Isn't it obvious? Well, it's obvious to us. Anyway, D-Hop, big game yet again. How many catches is this guy going to have this year? 10 for 103 and a score, and Christian Kirk, apparently what he does is score two touchdowns every game. (laughs) That's pretty much what he does. It was like, yeah, well, you know, the volume won't be there. Yeah, it was better than this one. Eight, eight targets. He has five for 37. So not a huge day, but the two touchdowns. So he ends up being top 15. Fitzgerald doing his thing. Eight more catches. Just padding that resume, man. Padding that resume. We'll give him the gold jacket. But how about Arizona? Arizona coming back, winning that thing. That was a fun game. Fun game to finish. All right. Speaking of finished, we're done for today. So do me a favor, go check out ftnfantasy.com. Check out all the goods we have to offer over there at the website. And uh, tomorrow, of course, we'll be back with waivers for you on the podcast. Please keep reviewing the show on iTunes. The celebration is being planned. We have something special here. It's 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 taking a to do this during the season. This would be so much easier if we were done the season a little bit of moving parts. That's all I'm saying, but it's going to happen. okay? But If you haven't reviewed the show already on Apple, uh, the easiest way to do so is if you have an iPhone, open up your iPhone podcast app, the Apple podcast app, go to my podcast, The Rant with Jeff Ratcliffe, and scroll down, click the stars, and you're done. It's really that easy. There's other ways to review it too if you don't have an iPhone. just uh, You don't even have to listen on Apple podcast to review it really, really helps. Hey, follow me on social media, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Rackliff on Instagram, hashtag Ratpack. Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the show. Tomorrow, waivers going to be a wild one. Definitely wild. All right? We'll get wild tomorrow. I'll catch you on the flip side. I'm Jeff Rackliff, and I'm out of here.